The perfect vehicle may be hard to find, but shipments are arriving daily at McCarthy. Let us help you reserve the one you want. That's right. Pick up your next new vehicle before it arrives. Choose from Chevy, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Subaru, Buick, or GMC at one of McCarthy's 11 convenient locations across Kansas and Missouri. McCarthy can help you order your new vehicle today. Visit shopmccarthy.com today to find the location nearest you. See dealer for details. Deposit may be required. All right, it's that time of the week, time for Snap Tackle Pod. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41 Sports. He is Dion Clisseau of Preps KC. We're talking high school football in the Kansas City metro area. What do we got? Look at Smithville? This is Smithville, probably circa 2012. Uh, we got a new Smith logo? Uh, they still have the S. Um, they use like, I think this is pretty much the S they have now. And they have that, like the stamp. Like the arrow, like the Fort, the, the, yeah. uh, the like Florida State uses that arrow through sometimes, and Florida State does as well too. So that's kind of um, their look now. They, they've had the kind of the same logo um, like that for a while, and um, you know we we did two minutes on my Virginia hat last week, so I figured I did go long on Smithville. Yeah, we go long on Smithville. You're gonna break out the Mill Valley hat that I gave you. Well, you know they played Free State this week. Maybe that's that's might be their biggest test the rest of the way. I mean. Uh, well, they got they got uh, Lake the West. Oh, Lake the West uh, is good. Yeah, that. good win by them. Jeez, but oh, yeah, uh, we'll no. talk about that. Yeah, no, Smithville, uh, big win for them last week against Black County, and and uh, I think that they showed that they're they're legit. They're ranked number one in the state. I think they are the favorite. Um, and if they can continue what they're doing, it's going to be a fun year in Smithville. You know, the funny thing is, is they were so close last year, and I, I don't think people remember they had yep. Jeff City Helias beat and gave up a two big pass plays over the middle um, and got down and gave up a touchdown right there at the end. So no, that's a, that the, and that was a junior laden team that brought back 19 starters <laughs> motivated. So uh, much, much like uh, as, as we sit here on September 30th doing this, uh, which is a magical day in Royals history, much like that 2015 team that came back Smithville is, is not just happy to get to the semis and lose. <laughs> right. I think, I think they're pretty motivated to go on this year. Okay, yeah, the twenty, the, the Smithville last year was like the Royals twenty fourteen, yeah, all the way to Game Seven. Who who else is the competition in Class Four for them? Well, you know, locally, this is, you know, uh, Lincoln Prep's having a good season, and, and we'll we'll find out more about them here in the next couple of weeks. They got Pembroke Kill this week. Uh, they got Maryville coming up. Um, you know, there's there are good teams out there. Um, you know, I think Harrisonville has has been Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, for them, um, you know, Excelsior Springs goes out and gets a good win against them. So those are the teams that are going to have to navigate to get out of town. Uh, and then, you know, there's West Plains plays down, down there on the lake kind of area down there. They're really good. So, you know, it's the, you know, Webb City and Platte County are up at five. So it's a different landscape in four. Helias has got off to a slow start. They're still okay. Um, I, I just think that Smithville's kind of head and shoulders above everybody right now. And, and I think they'll prove it as they go through the, the rest of their schedule. Yeah. Big win last week for Smithville. We're going to talk yeah. about that. Uh, other wins on the Missouri side that jumped out and got you from last week. Well, I thought Rockhurst uh, beat me age. Um, that was a, that was a good game. And, I, you know, I talked to Kelly Donahue from our radio show and, and he said they had the ball 36 minutes and Joe Leggio, their, their outstanding uh, now tailback. They moved him to tailback. He was their fullback and he's a man. He's like six, one, 240 pounds, 42 carries. And Kelly's like, I don't know if I've ever given the ball to anybody 42 times. <laughs> I was like, no, he never gave Dallin Warmack the ball that many times. 
that's a back-to-back Simone winner. So, you know, Leggio, and he told me, he, he said, he goes, you know, we weren't planning on using him. Then our guy got dinged up and, and, you know, Joe's not the fastest guy. And I'm like, well, it doesn't matter if you can't tackle him until at least six yards down the field. I mean, that's what they did. They just lined it up. They're, they're getting a little healthier. They're getting their quarterback back. I mean, they, they, they got a quarterback back last week. They're getting that the original tailback back. And I think he may play some receiver. And uh, so, no, I, you know, rock, rock is starting to round into form. Um, and so that was one that, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And Miege, I think is, you know, like St. James, uh, their, their schedule is just so loaded that even a, even a 20, you know, a loss, a three point loss to rock is almost, yeah. does a lot about them. I mean, they played pretty well in that game. Yeah. St. James got another tough one this week, but at St. Pius, Pius, yeah. Miege got another tough. I mean, you could feasibly have those two go to the, um, playoffs with a combined i don't know two or three wins yeah easily yet still just kind of then make a run at that point well and you know miage is going to play blue valley west team came across and beat raytown last week yeah i i think you know it's easy when you got blue valley north and northwest and even i mean like blue valley and blue valley west are are good football teams i mean they're they're just kind of overshadowed this year by blue sh- valley yeah. north and northwest yeah I, and and they're all gonna have to play each other so yeah. that it'll all shake out but i think blue valley west Blue Valley West is is a little different team than what the other Blue, you know, in terms of offense and, and how they play. They play more of a, a you know, physical run the ball type um, game, and they've got you know good good quarterback and 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 play as well, and they're good there. So that they're they're more built like a Missouri team in terms yeah. of you know we want to run the ball, we want to establish that and pass off that, and and, and not as much as the, the spread teams like the Blue Valley North or the Blue Valley Northwest. The Blue Valley Northwest is a with Mikey Pauly, their offense is, you know, kind of multiple because he runs the ball well, too. They they run the ball well, too. Grant Stubblefield's a great tailback for them. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit. I'm standing on the Missouri side before we jump back over to Kansas. Uh, Odessa, they keep winning, but they've had a couple close ones here against a couple rivals, and I'm looking a couple weeks down the road with that center matchup. How, how big would that one be? Yeah, and, you know, center um, is going to play Harrisonville this week on Saturday because they had to sit out because of COVID. Uh, you know, I – I'm not predicting a loss so coming down the line here, but it's getting tougher for Odessa the rest of the way out. And uh, I think their their depth or lack of depth is being challenged. They lost their quarterback to a broken leg, I'm assuming, is for the season. You know, I mean, they, they'd have to play deep probably to get it back. I don't know how bad it was broken. Um, I think he was in a like a boot when I saw him because when they won the game against Oak Grove, they they I got pictures uh, from from the person who sent me pictures and video from Odessa, and they were all around him, and he was. He was sitting in a wheelchair, but he had a boot on, so it wasn't cast. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that, that you know that was a waiting for swelling to go down, or they put pit. You never know. I mean, these days, you know, a boot could mean you're done for forever. I mean, heck, Salvi slipped down the stairs, and then he turns around and comes out and takes that bat. So who knows? Um, yeah, it's uh, stairs are not good for Salvi. That's that, that should be a whole other podcast. Learned that. Yeah, he he blew. Somebody was sitting in the crown seats, and they sent me a picture. Oh. of like a chipped off piece of the stair asking, was this the culprit and how long before this thing's fixed? <laughs> well, and the, I, they're not just concrete. Aren't they covered like in a... They have a little carton? padding, like a foamy kind of padding. Yeah, because I mean, I, I mean, I, I would think when okay, I saw that, I'm like... spikes hitting those things. You want something yeah. to absorb those spikes. Yeah, because I mean, the spikes would, spikes on concrete, you might as well be on skates. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing. I mean, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I was... I didn't see the home run. I was alerted by text as I was working to flip. I'd forgotten to flip over. Uh, we won't say what I was watching. Uh, 
there was a, a, a show with people who sing and you don't know who they are that my, oh, my, I wonder what that that my son is emotionally invested in and so it's a, one of the family things we can do so uh we we were watching that but uh no you know it's uh it's it's definitely what we talk we're talking about high school football before that we're talking about odessa and the, and the kid who's yeah. hurt so you know, they've got a good running game. Um, Blake Heitman's outstanding tailback. Sean Bader's another one. They've got good running backs. Their defense is what's been the thing the last few weeks. They've given up more points than they've given up in a long time. Um, and and let's not forget, Oak Grove's not a bad team. Their record doesn't look good. Um, they've played a pretty tough schedule. Pleasant Hill is a much improved team. So uh, you're also talking about teams that have been beaten by this Odessa team nonstop for four years, that if they smell a little blood in the water, that heightens their right. abilities to stay focused. So. Uh, no, I think Odessa is a team to keep an eye on. Um, three is is wide open in, in Missouri. You know, Blair Oaks was defending champion. They lose to Boonville, who Pleasant yeah. Hill beat the first week of the season. St. Pius is the one who's rolling along and dominating the teams they need to dominate. They beat Maryville 14, 13. People are like, well, Maryville's not that good. And I'm like, no, Maryville's still pretty good. They they lost to Blair Oaks in week one. They lost to yeah. Harrisonville in a close game, um, you know, one score game and had the ball at the end. So, you know, I think St. Pius, as much as anybody, has proven it. That's why the St. James game for them is going to yeah. be a big test because that's that's the type of that's the type of team they're going to need to beat if they go beyond yeah. um, the districts. And I imagine St. James probably a little bit bigger uh, than they've Saint got Pius. Yeah, it's they probably have a little bit more size, class yeah. two, but usually kind of Missouri class two is more like a three A school in Kansas yeah. size wise. Yeah, so it'll be you know this is the second year for Coach Simone, so I mean he's got his new weight program he put in. They're probably two or three years away from being where he wants them to be, weight room wise. Uh, if you've ever, have you ever seen, yeah, they have the state championship game. But in terms of like just size, now that you know that yeah. they could, you know, have that size. I mean, they had good size players last, year, but they, you know, you really want to. That's that's the hallmark of the pro, and you know how it is, and yeah. that's the hallmark of programs that continually win is where the weight room is is right. really good because you, you know, you can have runs where you don't have skill guys, but if you've got a weight room that's rolling. You know, right. you you can you always are good up front, and and that'll carry you through the the years. Yeah. You know that that have that have the good you know the good skill guys between those good skill guys. Uh, last week was the the week of the overtime two point conversion. <laughs> uh, I call it right, uh, especially in the Blue Valley district. You had Blue Valley taking on St. Thomas Aquinas. They convert their two point conversion mm-hmm. on a wild, amazing play by Holbert, their quarterback, where he looked like he was going to be stopped fifteen yards from the goal line and said he weaves his way through traffic and scores and wins the game. And then you have um, Blue Valley North going for it against Lee Summit North, not yeah. converting that. Those are two wild finishes and great games. I thought. Well, and the touchdown to get to that two point conversion was, yeah. was somewhat questionable. <laughs> yeah. There's we're seeing it in, in high school. High school doesn't have the burden of proof to make a catch uh, that you do in college and, yeah. and the NFL and they're calling it the correct way. But we're just so used to seeing that in college and pro where you have to do all the and check off all these boxes mm-hmm. before you make the catch. No, if you come down in high school, you got it for a split second, your feet at the ground, they're going to call it a catch. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Wallace, who covered the game for us, he said he was uh, beside two photographers who had pictures that did not uh, agree I mean, with the defense <laughs> is celebrating, right? Just like it was yeah. last week in the Miege Aquinas <laughs> game. The offense is upset, yet they still call the touchdown. Yeah. So no, it's, it, and, and, you know, like you said, we're not down on the officials. I'm not, I'm not asking the official to be perfect on that call every time, as opposed to a guy who's got a giant lens and a $2,000 yeah. camera who can slow it down to every frame. You know, that's the, that's yeah. one of those deals. But uh, no, I, you know, the, 
I thought the Blue Valley North game said a lot about both Lee Summit North and Blue Valley North. I mean, yeah. Lee Summit North got down in that game, and they've got a history when they get down sometimes that they, they have a hard time coming back. And and they came back and they and they really um played well with some adversity in the second half. And the maker kid of Simone uh can you know he's 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 kind of working his way in there. Um yeah. he he's you know it's it's going to be interesting because there's so many quarterbacks um, that are having good years this year. Um, yeah. And he's one of them. Um, and they're, 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 a, they're a really good team. And, and they, I think what makes them good is that they, they are balanced in what they do uh, in terms of, you know, offense and defense and things like that. So that's, you know, it's it, the Mikey Pauly, you know, run for 100, throw for 200, or Henry Martin, I'm going to throw you 350 and three, yeah. at least three TDs every week. It yeah. is, it's, there's a one that, you know, cause I mean, you know, Henry Martin's on pace for 3000 yards and unreal, you know, 40 some touchdowns. I mean, I, you know, and, they, and they've got a chance to go deep and, you know, so does Blue I mean, Northwest. Got playoff games. I think he's going well past that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, at least up North, I think Trey Baker has done a good job of keeping that offense. And, and that's what coach Mosey said. He, he does a great job of being poised back there and making plays and getting things in the right position. And I, and I, you know, at least Summit North is is got a hill to climb. That they still have not really ever gotten over that hump. They've never never really won a district title. They've never won a district title since this format. Um, you know, and I think they're more equipped than they were three years ago when they they got to the district championship game against Rockhurst. And um, you know, Christian Carter got hurt, and they were without him. And, and Rockhurst, the team that probably wasn't as good as they were, beat them. And so this is a big test for them. They, you know, because they'll be in a, a district with Ray Pack and. And, uh, and, you know, it's going to be at least some of West and it's going to be tough. It's gonna be tough for them to get out. You know, Joplin's not bad. That's in that district too. Nix is okay. I mean, I, I think that the least some North and, and Ray Peck are better than them. Ray Peck's the one that if they get their offense figured out and they can find a way to get Jaden Doss involved more, um, they're going to be dangerous because their defense is, is, is really good. Yeah. It's that that's the situation there, but no, I, I think a good one for least some North. And, and I think, Next week we'll be talking a lot about Lee Summit North as they play Liberty North and yeah. what could uh, be the Clash the Titans right there. Maybe uh, could games. be a could be a state championship preview. They go to the opposite sides of the bracket. Oh, that'd be I cool. Mean, yeah, that'd be I mean great. Lee Summit North would have the tougher tougher road because they match up with the CBC spent Kirkwood uh, bracket, yeah. whereas the Liberty North side <laughs> matches up with matches up with the let's just say not quite as good side of St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's talk about it. The biggest win in Olathe West Owls oh. history last week, taking down Olathe North, and not just a kind of a fluky one-point win. They were shutting them out till the game's final moments. Yeah, no, I, and I was keeping an eye on that all night and, um, you know, watched a little bit of the stream after it was over, and they just dominated. They just they, – their defense turned them over, and, and, you know, that's one thing about Olathe North, though they are – I mean, Noah Palmer, they're doing a better job of throwing the ball – they, they just struggled to come back in that game. And they, they didn't really mount that much of an attack until that last drive and met, that made it 20 to six. It's, it's those teams like, you know, the ones are so dominant, you know, running the ball. If you can get ahead of them by two, two or more scores, it's harder for them to come back because their drives might take eight minutes to get. To yeah. The and, and I, I was just impressed with Latham West and their defense and what they did. And, you know, we, they got Olathe North got off of that, that really nice start and they were just pounding teams, but then you look and you go, they maybe pounded some teams that weren't very good. Yeah. They play free state and it's a 21 seven game. It's a closer game. And then they play Olathe West and, and get down early and, and just can't get back into it. And, uh, you know, Olathe West had a half, you know, a, a 
wide receiver reverse throwback to the quarterback touchdown. That was their second touchdown in the game, which is a great, uh, a great play call. Because uh, it was like third and third and goal from the to, from yeah. the ten or something like that, and they run that. And it was it was I mean, it's fantastic. And, and Mason McGavern, their quarterback, is a, that's a guy who's starting to put up some numbers and and as a dual threat guy along with Anthony Fabro. It's like you, you have to figure out which one you want to stop from running because yeah. teams have have boxed up and said we're going to box up Fabro and, and McGavern's gone for two hundred yards rushing. Yes, uh, as a quarterback. So it's I have to uh, like each week I have to double check. Wait, he is the quarterback, right? Because he just yeah. puts up insane rushing numbers. Yeah, no, and he's a he's a great dual threat guy, and and I I I tell you that that they probably want me, that week one game against Olathe Northwest back right now. Yeah, Olathe Northwest is a better team, and I think that yeah. they probably got into a closer game than they thought they were going to get into. And uh, Latham Northwest wanted at the end. It was tied, and I think they got a late touchdown. And, and they were uh, down big to lay the Shine Mission Northwest. And then they, it's almost like right then they flipped the switch, and they've been just rolling teams, scoring points, and playing defense ever since. And that Shiny Mission Northwest win looks better and better every week, too, because now they do. Yeah. That, that, now that Blake Reeder is like kind of got himself under, you know, got, this, got his feet under him in the quarterback position. He was a great receiver for him last year uh, with Ty Black and then uh, Malik Aotis, their tailback. I uh, had a crazy touchdown run against Shawnee Mission or catch and run against Shawnee Mission Northwest last week, broke like seven tackles. And um, I was watching the web stream and the, I do a little thing called Saturday sound podcast where I get some audio highlights and I always like to throw in some of the high school kids where I can, because a lot of them lose their mind and it's hilarious. And this kid from Shawnee Mission Northwest is just losing it. So if you, you get a chance, go out and check out that, that, that podcast. We get some good sound out there. And uh, no, it's uh Shawnee Mission Northwest. So they've got a game with, with Lawrence this week and yeah yeah Bo Black can coach it I mean that the group that came through was was his kids group was a good group of players but that you know Shawnee Mission Northwest has always had good players and yeah. um has always been in terms of the Shawnee Mission District when they're when they're doing well the most participation I mean they always had more people on the sidelines than any other even when Shawnee Mission West and Shawnee Mission East were winning state championships yeah. Northwest had more players so that's a that's another six eight Six days, like you look at Blue Valley North and Blue Valley Northwest because they kind of jump off the page at you. Then you go, oh, Blue Valley, Blue Valley West, Olathe West, Olathe North, Shawnee Mission Northwest. Well, we're seven down now, you know, yeah. and we're not even talking about Free State and Lawrence who go who go to the other side. They'll be West, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm saying, and I think the, and I think Free State and Lawrence are both very good, solid football teams. So yeah, I don't know if there's a great team. I don't know if there's a, a team that beats Derby, but. Pummel, Adam Pummel texted me and said that the Lee Summit North was the best team that he had faced since they'd been there. And that includes Durham. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. Uh, all right, let's get to the REMAX Big Three on the Kansas side. You talked about it, Lawrence and Shawnee Mission Northwest. I think that'll be a that'll be a real good game. Well, and it, it's a great matchup game because uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest, they they love to throw it, but Reader does a good job of it. They, the, the running game is kind of quarterback driven a lot like it was last year with Ty Black. But Malika Iotis, uh, he uh, – He's got like a hundred yard rushing too. So they've, they've done a great job with that. And, and they're matching up against Lawrence who has a good defense, like like good special teams and they've got good D backs. So it's a great matchup of the strength versus strength there. Um, you know, no Devin Neal running the ball. So they aren't quite as dynamic as they were offensively the last few years. Uh, but, but coach Bowen, you, you, I mean, you saw him last week. I mean, that's a good solid football team. I mean, it's a monster offensive line. They average like two ninety, right. Uh, yeah. And so an outstanding receiver in Baylor Bowen as well. And a quarterback that is, um, and a lot of these sunflower quarterbacks are just probably the best athletes in the school, right. They can yeah. throw the ball, but 
really dangerous running it as well. That's Jules Guard, the uh, the quarterback. So, and they, they play some defense. And so, yeah, that'll be a first time it's Northwest team that likes to get a lot of possessions, right? Throw the ball up and down the field. Uh, I think that's going to be a great game. What about uh, DeSoto at Spring Hill? That's a sneaky great game in Kansas City this week. If you haven't been paying attention to Spring Hill, it's time to start paying attention yep. to Spring Hill uh, in 5A. And as, as someone who has a child on a I know you're paying attention to Spring Hill. <laughs> well, I mean, their last loss was Mill Valley last year in the playoffs. Yeah. And then that was a junior-laden team. They've come back, and, uh, you know, they've uh, kind of whipped up on the Frontier League. So yeah, and, and DeSoto, who had, you know, a, a rough game, uh, and when they they are only lost, they, they didn't look very good against Baser, but Baser's pretty or good. Southwest. Blue Southwest. Southwest. Yeah. Southwest. They got uh, – they they bounced back and got a good win, and and I think they're – I think they're going to be getting better as the season goes on because they're kind of young. And this is a this is a game that they kept. They were old Frontier League teams. They kept it on their schedule, which was good for both teams, especially with Spring Hill moving up to five A. It was a good tester for them. And uh, now it's a it's definitely a, a, a good game for both teams. I like Spring Hill a lot. I think if they don't lose this game, I don't think they're losing the, the rest of the regular season. I think they're yeah. going to take care of the uh, Frontier League. It'll be their first um, Frontier League title since twenty fifteen. Uh, I thought it was back nineteen ninety. It was not. Uh, when I interviewed uh, Coach Feedback, he said, no, no, we got a piece of it in, in 2015. Nice. But before that, I think it was all the way – they had like an undefeated regular season in like 1990. Um, yeah. There was a, there were some really good Spring Hill teams around the late 80s, early 90s. Um, and so this is definitely one of their best teams. Fletcher Pankey, their quarterback's really good. But their defense is really good. That's that's the other thing, too. They, they're not letting you score any points. So somehow Baser and DeSoto don't play each other this year in the same conference. You know, Kansas conference. Well, that was the great – well, that was the game they had to they had to cancel on. Oh, is that why? Okay, that makes sense. Because I'm looking at the schedule now. I'm like, how's that possible? Makes yeah. sense. But Baser's undefeated at 4-0. They're on your REMAX Big 3 games hosting uh, Shawnee Heights this week. Well, and, you know, Shawnee Heights is a team that, that lost their first three games by a combined 11 points. They go to Schlegel. They outman them. Jason Swift's been there for a long time. Um, when they've got some players, they're pretty good. I can remember them knocking out. Um they knock out of St. James out of the playoffs when they were in 5A a few years ago, like a decade ago, maybe even the game, Mill, maybe the first or second year the Mill Valley played it. Maybe I'm not remembering. I think Shawnee Heights has, has beaten some teams in the, in the postseason. And, and now that they're in that UKC, that helps them a lot out of being out, not being in that Centennial league. Yeah. Um, so they, they are definitely a team to keep an eye on and they, um, they've gotten some confidence and it, it's a thing that uh, you talk to Coach Stahlbomber. He's like, no, no, I had to tell my kids, don't look. The record is not that – they're not a – that's yeah. a one-in-three team that has, was in yeah. all three of those losses. They could easily be 4-0. So, yeah. uh, Baser's defense is really the thing that's, that's done well for them. Zach Sizemore, uh, their tailback's been great. And their quarterback's playing uh, real well. He's really settled in uh, to his spot. So, I think Baser's good enough to win a 4A state title. Uh, this is a good test for them, to, a focus test, you know, that they have to go through to, to, to kind of keep things moving for them. Yeah. Or like on the Missouri side, Remax big three games, Rockhurst taking on Lee's summit West. This game is at Rockhurst. Yes. Uh, and this will be a good one. Well, and Lee Summit was finally beat him first time last year. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that was a big one. Rock's getting healthy. Um, they're kind of figuring out who they are. Uh, they have a really good sophomore class and some of those guys are playing. Uh, so that as, as every game goes on, and, and you know how it is, sophomores are sophomores at the beginning of the year, but at the, by the end of the year, they're it's a it's a it's the big jump. Sophomore to junior is usually the big jump, and if you if you're able to get some time as a sophomore, you make you make so much more of an impact. 
as at the end of that season and then definitely into your junior season. So I, I think this is a good game for both these teams. Um, you know, Rocks won two in a row. You know, they have that bad, not bad, they have an overtime loss to Park Hill. It could easily be three and two um, with a with a loss to Ray Peck, which they made that game close. I mean, they, they're they're not what they want to be yet, um, and they're mm-hmm. getting there. But that, that that's this is a good test for both these teams. Yeah. Our game of the week at uh, KSHB 41 is going to be Park Hill at Liberty North. That's, of course, one of your REMAX big three games. Um, a Park Hill team. Well, both these teams lost in week one and have not lost since. Um, and Park Hill lost the Lee Summit West. This one's at Liberty North. Just kind of a, another test for the Eagles to maybe put that stamp on on the, their, uh, their moniker as maybe being the best team in the city. Yeah, and their defense will be tested. Uh, you know, Andy Sims is, is, does a great job of calling offense and getting guys in position. Kendrick Bell is his quarterback, and that name might sound familiar to you. It's one of Ronnie Bell's little brothers. Little brothers, uh, yep. And uh, he threw for 400 yards last week and four touchdowns at Lee Summit. So uh, they're they're getting better. Andy's, you know, Andy's not – he's like, we need to get a lot better. But uh, that they really have, after that first loss, turned it around and, and taken care of the teams they needed to take care of. I mean, that, and that's, that's a lot for, especially a new coaching staff to, to be able to get to that point where you're, you're beating the teams you should beat. Um, and that's, and that's a good thing for them. Uh, you know, I, I think they're probably a year or two away, but this is a, this is a good test to see where they're at. And if you're Liberty North, you cannot get caught looking at least Summit North the next week. Mm-hmm. You've got to be focused and ready to play this game because the Park Hill team, any team that can score and has, you know, good athletic players, which Park Hill does, they have good skill players you'd find yourself in a dogfight. You give up a couple, you know, touchdowns that you don't think you're going to give up. And, and while Liberty North can score on anybody, they like to run the ball and do things like that. That makes it harder to come. You don't want to start coming from behind. If you're Liberty North, you want to be able to come out and handle what you need to handle. All right. Last but not least, Lincoln prep going to Pembroke Hill. I haven't seen the Raiders this year. Uh, What's uh, what do you make of this matchup? I had tough losses. Uh, to St. in the first week. And then Richmond, uh, hung when they were hanging 50 on everybody, uh, hung 50 on Pembroke Hill. But they bounced back last week and had a huge game against a, a decent University Academy team. Um, and so they're playing probably their best football right now. Lincoln Prep just keeps checking the boxes. I mean, their schedule, they, they were able to flip their schedule with East. They got Cardinal Ritter a couple weeks ago and beat them. That's a huge statement win for their program. Yeah. This is kind of the beginning of their uh, stretch where they'll play um, Pembroke Hill, they play Maryville, take a week off, and they play uh, Center, a new game that was uh, just announced. Uh, they, okay. they they had an opening with Southeast ending their season, and Center had an opening because Clinton didn't play varsity season, so they're going to play. They are huge rivals in everything they do, and they don't get to play football that much against each other. So Lincoln Prep is at a spot where they need to kind of um, they need to kind of take care of their business. And, and handle what they have. And, and Pembroke Hill will be a good test because it's a well-coached yeah. team. Quentin Connolly uh, was a good player for them, um, receiver type. So, yeah, it's definitely a situation for Lincoln Prep that this is a this is a big test for them right here. And and they've passed them all. This is not the, the Lincoln Prep team a couple of years ago with all the – they've still got good players, but the, the flashy names that everybody sure. was seeing recruiting, this is more of a basic team. they got a good offensive line. They run the ball. They play good defense. It's just kind of a kind of a, a maybe a more mature version of what yeah. they had a few years ago. So it works. Hey, it works. All right, that'll do it. Anything else on your mind? That's about it, man. I said uh, we will hopefully have some exciting news around Simone Awards here in a couple of weeks. Uh, there's going to be some revamped 
a new website's going to launch and some new content. And uh, it's about that time that the first Simone meeting is coming up and yeah. uh, we're, we're getting down to the, the beginning of the end of the regular season and you start to see that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, it's uh, it doesn't seem like it should be, you know, last of September, 1st of October, but before we know, we're talking playoff football. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dan, I appreciate the time. Thanks to you for watching or listening as well. I'm Mick Schaefer for Dion Cliss Silva. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.